0: Happy, happy, happy New Year. Congratulations, you are in the year 2023 by God's grace. So you've triumphed the battles, the brushes, and sometimes the bruises of the year 2023. And at all the challenges and the joys, we are stronger, better, and brighter, radiating God's glory. This is Adam's Cave, and it's a space where we are candid, concise, and clear in, in our conversation. I'm your host, Kessinger Kiprotich, and it's always my absolute joy to have you on board. Special shout out to Eve's. Thank you, thank you for standing by your men with all the battles, bruises, and brushes. And I'm glad you're still there. You're still there. So our lines of engagement are 0717-400555 or just go to our comment section of Hop TV and Hop FM social media pages, or just use our Twitter hashtag #AdamSkive hashtag #AdamSkive. Hashtag Moses is a, a man of contradiction of sorts. Is Israelite? raised by his paid mother. You remember, was, she was paid as a maid. She grew, he grew up in, in Egypt, and he was in the palace raised like a prince. But he's also called the meekest man on earth. And he's the only man that we've had who have spoken to God face to face. So he's better pleased to demonstrate to us the topic of today, Adam in his presence. Adam in his presence. So we are so privileged to host a man. He's a husband, he's a father. And a grandfather. This time I'm very careful to remember that. He's a grandfather and he's ardent minister of the gospel. He's a deputy bishop of Christ is Ministries and a patron of men's ministry, Dr. Reverend Bagara. Welcome, sir.
1: Thank you very much. It's good to have you on board. Very happy to be here. Yes. For this time and we thank God for the opportunity to
0: minister to God's people in this way. Not today I just remember that I've as, I've known you as as a minister for all the years I've known you. <laughs> have you ever done anything well, as a have...
1: of, Yes, I've done a lot. I worked for the Kenya government for ten years. Was oh, that so? Uh, that was my first assignment. Okay. Uh, so when I first left university, I was employed by the government and oh. worked exactly for ten years before I started ministry oh. with Focus, oh, yes. which was a students' ministry. Yeah. After that, uh, school in between. Uh, Bible school, that is, and then uh,
0: church. Okay. That's Your PhD my... is in what? I know there's divinity, there's Bible, biblical studies. It's biblical studies. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The, what, what, is it different from divinity? What is the difference between?
1: Uh, biblical studies is like learning the, the scriptures. Mm. It's like literature, the way you study uh, literature to study the books, the material, what is written. So biblical studies is like that. Divinity is more what can be, you know, shared with others. It's more in, uh, into interpretation. Although
0: everybody studies Bible interpretation. Ah, yes. Okay. Mm. Nice to have you. And we are so delighted because you think about Moses. So you really help us uh, draw some lessons from him as we discussed today. But you still make New Year resolutions, Bishop. Uh, <laughs> I remember it nowadays. It used to be... <laughs> Yes,
1: there, 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 There is always one or two that you make. Yes. This year I want to do this or I want to achieve this or the other.
0: Yes. Yes. Anything you can
1: share. <laughs> <laughs> I will resign honorably. Not resign, but I will retire honorably this year. Ah. Uh, I am getting to that age where you... You leave the younger generation to to continue the work.
0: You know, so this year that will happen for that's, me. That's very interesting because I think in Africa we don't retire. I mean that this is somebody was saying. this I'll another put time on you new are. tires.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll put on new tires. Yes, sure. yes. But thank you so much for finding time to come and help us. Thank I'm you. We're thinking about this theme of Adam and his pre- in his presence, and we know. We, we all begin the year with uh, great visions and great um, direction of what we want to do. Mm-hmm. But we were very intrigued by this story of Moses. Well, he seems to come and have a conversation with God and have a very clear vision. God tells him, I want you to live with these people, go from here and go there. Mm-hmm. There's a land flowing with milk and honey. Okay. Yes.
1: I think it is important mm. to know the story mm. of Moses yes. from the beginning. Yes. We tend to focus on when he is working the last 40 years. Moses lived for 120 years. Okay. There was 40 years in the uh, in the palace when he was growing up, mm-hmm. 40 years in the wilderness where there is silence and 40 years of ministry. And we tend to forget the eight and, and talk was- about the 40 Mm. that are glorious. And perhaps because of that, miss out on very critical issues. Mm. That Moses was very much a man like you and me. He grew up, you know, in in a family setting. I think he did all the things that he needed to do. And then he killed a person. You you could say Moses was a murderer. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then he got into trouble with his own people Mm. that he was trying to help. Like every man that sometimes steps up to help people that you think need your help, only to find that some of them think, no, you are not the one to help us. Mm. And uh, Moses has to run away. And for 40 years, there's silence, general silence in terms of his life, like many men experience. Mm. But it is after that, that God speaks to him, go and help my people to be delivered from Mm. oppression. Go and help my people to to come out of slavery. And then... He, you can say that he walks in the presence of God. Mm. But there was a period where either he was presumptuous, he ran ahead of God, he didn't consult, he tried to help his people without God, and he made a mess of it. And uh, the result was that silence in the wilderness where he becomes a shepherd from, from state house, <laughs> he becomes a shepherd. And there are men that we are talking to that may be experiencing the same. And it is to say then, that don't write yourself out, no matter what experience you're going through. Mm. You can become as great as Moses if you do what Moses
0: did. Yes. But Bishop, 40 years in the desert. (laughs) Yes,
1: but yours may be 40 months. It's different for different people. Mm. The path that God, you know, uh, sets for each individual is different. Mm. For Moses, it was 40. But that is also to encourage you. You may feel like, I have wasted my life. I have lived all these years. It may be more than 40 because there are men who grew up and haven't achieved much. Maybe they are in their sunset years. Uh, they have even retired from formal employment. Yes. But in the remaining few years, you can make a difference. Yes. And when you read through the Bible, you find it's not just Moses. There are many, many people who for a few years, make a difference. The life of Joseph would not have been much, Mm. but for the last few years, but he had been consistent. But you could say he was a godly person all through. But you look at somebody else, uh, look at Jesus. I mean, if Jesus had not done the three and a half years, Mm. we would not have known about him. I don't think he would have made the impact. Uh, And I know people say he was a son of God. Mm. But for 30 years, even in Israel, he was not noticeable but three and a half years is what has made us to this day proclaim him everywhere. Uh, and I am trying to say this because I don't want any man to write himself out.
0: Amen. Yes. Amen. Oh, ah, that's powerful, Bishop. Is it possible that, I, I don't know that you're running yeah. out of ourselves, but is it possible to reduce the 40 years whatever 40 years could mean yeah. for a man. Because I don't know whether God was doing something in Moses' life before he cut the next... You say there were 40 years in the palace, 40 years in the wilderness, and then 40 years when you when begin to see him. Yeah. But is there something could have done to reduce that time? It was predestined.
1: <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say it was predestined. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moses, I think, could even have reduced that. Okay. Because we see he had passion mm-hmm. about his people. Yes. I think he ran ahead of God in that uh, he decided, I can deliver these people. I can help them. Uh, He must have developed, you know, this commitment to, when I don't know how he got to know that he was not really an Egyptian, but a Jew Mm -hmm. or a Hebrew. And he now was passionate about delivering people. And there are people who develop, you know, a passion for something, but without consulting God, they go and do it and it backfires. Now, I think the lesson here is you can shorten the period, even the wilderness experience by, I have this passion. Let me present it before God. We don't know. We are just speculating. Maybe God would have told him, you wait until the right time. Or God would have said, go about it this way. But I know that what is critical is that we must always ask God to go with us in whatever it is that we have passion about. Mm. So, and perhaps also another lesson here is that there are many things that men want to start and they are good, but they fail at them simply because they did not go with God Mm. or they did not include God. And uh, Chinua Chembe said that uh, when the center doesn't hold, all things fall apart. (laughs) And uh, I want to say God is the central pillar in everybody's life. Because by creation, we belong to him. We were created by God, mm. and we need to place him at the center of our lives and everything that we do mm. and revolve
0: around God. Mm. And we will be a success story. Wow, yeah. amen. I think you now that, that you mentioned about that, looks like Moses must have learned, because in that scripture, he seems to now get instructions from God to go to this place. And he says, I can't go unless you go with us.
1: Yes, this is, we are talking about Exodus 33. Yes. When he is now leading the people Mm. to the promised land. But even before that, God has spoken to him, go back to Egypt. At that point, we see Moses has been completely stripped of self-confidence. Okay. That is devoid of God. Because he says, God, I am not an orator. I can't stand before Pharaoh, which is a big you know, lesson for us. Because Moses grew in the very place he is saying he is afraid to go. I can't go and speak to Pharaoh, but this is a person that he has known. But, uh, or maybe this is a different Pharaoh from the one he had grown under because it's eight years later, it's possible. Pharaoh has died and another one has taken over. But the one who has taken over most likely was an age mate of Moses. <laughs> yes. So they grew together. It's not a strange place. It's like going back home. Mm. So he's going to talk to that. But we see he has been stripped of that. And his total dependence on God starts at that point. Mm. So when we are coming to Exodus 33, it's very easy for him to say, God, I have, and I'm paraphrasing mm. or even trying to think what Moses must have thought. Yes, He is saying, God, I've tried this before. I have failed. I don't want to go it alone. You must accompany me. And you alone, not an angel. Because he says, it's not an angel because God had said, you people are rebellious. Chapter 32 is where the people had made a a calf and they wanted to worship it. And uh, they have sinned and uh, quite a number of them have been killed. And Moses realizes this is disastrous. He had gone up to get the Ten Commandments. So in sub- chapter 33, God first says, I will send an angel to go with you. Because if I go with you, I will destroy you. For your own good. <laughs> it's not that I am abandoning my plan. No. But for your own good. But Moses says, no. God, I can't take a substitute. It is not just a question of save a I want to... You know, because he says, the nations will know that we are your people. Maybe we should read the the text. Yeah, please be Bishop. Exodus, for those that are following us, 33, uh, this is what it says from verse 13. It says, now, if I have found favor in your sight, show me your way that I may know you, that I may continue to find favor in your sight. And see that this nation is your people. And the Lord said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Verse 15, Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, uh, do not take us up from here. For how will, and this is what I was talking about. And how will it be known then that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people. So I have found favor. He wants uh, He wants people to know that they are a different people, and He continues to say, "Is it not by you are going with us, so that they? uh, So sorry, so that we will be distinguished, I and your people, uh, with all the people who are on the face of the earth, from all the people on the face of the earth. So we need to be." as it were, authenticated as your people. Yes. And secondly, to be distinguished. Mm -hmm. We need to stand out. Uh, Moses is making a powerful. (laughs) He has no problem of being the one that is spotlighted Mm -hmm. as a people, not just him, the people of Israel. They must be spotlighted. And in a way, that would bring glory and honor to God Mm -hmm. because people will know there is a God that is
0: different from all other gods mm. that were being worshipped at that time. Wow! Yeah. Hey, Bishop, you've raised so many questions, right? There. <laughs> but but first, the spotlight then would come out of their God's presence. That's what would distinguish them. Yes. Bishop, let me ask: What is God's presence? Uh, <laughs> I'm st- <clears throat> and I'm sure maybe Adams are also struggling to say. Yes. You're speaking to God. Yes. I'm in your presence, Bishop. Yes. And I'm saying I need your presence to go with me.
1: You see, God had said. Yes. I will not be there on a daily basis. Mm. I will send an angel. But he says, no, mm. we want you, we want to be cognizant <laughs> of the fact that you are there. <laughs> yes. Not an angel, no. you in person, <laughs> uh, as it were. Mm. Obviously God cannot be seen visibly. Yes. But uh, once he gives the assurance that I'll be present with you, mm. then you are sure that what is his agenda will be accomplished. Mm-hmm. What, for example, they were going to be fighting. Yes. And when you read the Bible, uh, you will realize that God fought for the people of Israel Mm. on many, many occasions. So Moses is thinking, we are going to that land. Um, There are giants in that land. (laughs) We want you to be accompanying us so that when we fight them, we will be victorious. Mm. God's presence will assure them of victory. And uh, God's presence will assure them of provisions. Mm. You have been providing uh, we are not quite sure about an angel. We have not had experiences with angels as such. Yes. We have had the experience of God being there. Mm-hmm. But also your character, God, is merciful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, are, you are a gracious God. You have forgiven these people on numerous occasions. So maybe Moses is also saying, by you being there, by you walking with us, because we will still fail as human beings, <laughs> then you will still forgive us and ensure that we
0: get to where we were going. Wow. <laughs> I'm getting so fascinated with this conversation, Bishop. One, because, yes, so God says, I'll give you, I'll go with you. Yes. My presence will go with you yes. and I'll give you rest. Yes. And I'll come back to that, Bishop. But before that, I thought Moses would speak to God face to face. Yes. What does that mean? Because I thought no one can see God and okay. can live.
1: I think maybe, mm. and mm. here I am not 100% sure, mm. but I would say when he was speaking face-to-face, mm. it was in private conversation. Yes, It was Moses and, and God. He, okay. But here he's talking about the Precies. whole nation. Mm. Not everybody is going to talk to God mm. face-to-face. And you see, when God and Moses would meet, it was either in the tabernacle or when he would go up the mountain, Mount Sinai, okay. where they would talk with God. But for the people, it's the presence of God and the presence of God is evident when there is manifestation of God. Mm-hmm. Of course, this may appear like a contradiction in the sense God is everywhere. God is here. Mm-hmm. God is everywhere, even where the Adams are listening to us. God is there. Mm-hmm. But it is when he starts manifesting. I think it's more of a language for men mm-hmm. uh, than for God because God is everywhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. But when God manifests his works his ways and the things that he's doing we are conscious of the fact that i am not alone Mm -hmm. but there are times that we are oblivious of his existence okay or even his existence in the particular place where
0: we are at uh yeah okay now i think it thank you bishop i think now you've clarified because i and i think maybe also adam is asking if god if moses could speak Face to face with God. Yes. In a natural language, you'd say, well, just a call away. Yeah. Because he's our friend. So just call. let's say, things are a bit hard. Eh? Yeah. Can you yeah. come in? So these <laughs> things are. Sort out things. But he says, no, no, no. You must be there. Yes. You must go. Must go. I think now that clarifies, clarifies Bishop. But then just to continue that conversation again. So what is it that Moses seems to tie, or oh God actually says, my presence and his rest? They seem to be synonymous. Because he says, I'll go with you. My presence will give you, and yes. I'll give you rest. What is that, Bishop? I think when it talks of rest, mm. and when you're rested, yes.
1: you're not striving, yes, you're not struggling. And I think that's what God is saying. I will bring you to that place, defeat your enemies, give you security, give you that land that is currently possessed by your enemies, and you will be able to sit back and say, rest my soul, enjoy the goodness of the Lord in this land, Uh, that's how I would see it, that God is promising arrival safely and ability to be able to enjoy what God has for you. Uh, It is in Psalms, that uh, I believe it's Psalm 16, where it says, uh, the presence of the Lord, there is joy forevermore. There is fullness of joy, King James would put it that way, Mm -hmm. Uh, in the the presence of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So the fullness in terms of there is abundance. So God will take them to this land flowing with milk Milk and and honey honey. and they will be able to enjoy it. Because you can have the milk and honey and you're not able to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. It's ironical that many times when we we have what we need to enjoy, Mm -hmm. that's when we can't enjoy it. But God is assuring them, my rest is to be able to enjoy what I am giving you. And by the way, this is a similar statement when Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that labor, Matthew 11, yes. come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Matthew 11 from verse 28, that's where Jesus is saying, take my yoke because it is light. But when you are in me you're in my presence i will ensure that you have peace i will give you what you are seeking
0: which cannot be given uh, otherwise yeah no, i love the way you've painted the picture bishop because i'm beginning to understand you see men especially men yes many adams listening to us today begin the year with resolutions or with plans and we set out with this beautiful goal yes like what moses had it was very clear to him it was a land flowing with milk and Honey, yes, but the battles in between milk and honey, yes, <laughs> the bruises, <laughs> there, there, are, there are
1: many. And you talked of bruises, yes. you talked of brushes, <laughs> you and all sorts of things yes. that we encounter. Yes. But let me put it clearly mm-hmm. this way mm-hmm. the fact that God has given you rest doesn't mean that you will not face difficulty, okay. Okay. uh, or even hardships. It's just that as you face that, you are calm, you are confident you have peace. You can go through difficult situations with worry, anxiety, and in a way intimidated and fearful, not knowing what will be the outcome. But those who have come to God, they go through the same experiences or the, because they have put their trust in God and they are inwardly rested. So you grapple with the things of life but from a place of confidence mm. and assurance that it shall be well. Mm. Tell the righteous it shall be well is a year 310. Amen. But also some, there's a place in Psalms where it says he gives rest. Uh, or some will say, some versions will say he gives sleep mm-hmm. to his, his beloved. beloved yes. In other words, when you go to sleep, you actually sleep. <laughs> not because you will not wake up and do, but you're not anxious. You're not worried. God is in charge and you can rest. Mm. It's like you have your security in place. Why should I worry? Let the security (laughs) detail take care of the issues. But when you wake up, you still go and do the things that you need to do. I think that's the difference. Yes. Because I don't want to paint a picture Mm. uh, where Adam starts thinking, I am a believer, but I still have to toil. (laughs) Mm. But it is to toil from a place of... Assurance, a place of confidence. Amen.
0: Yeah, Bishop, this confidence you're talking about, yes. the presence of God, mm. that seems to be a defining function or factor. Yes. in the life of Moses. Yes, because as you said earlier, that Moses seemed to have realised that he needs God's presence directly than when he was trying to fight alone. Which is like I think like many Adams, we try alone. <laughs> we want to kill one man alone. That's working out. Yes. we want to change the world alone, and it's not working out. And sometimes we feel discouraged and feel like, look, it's not working. Yet it is actually God's purpose. How can we be like Moses to learn to cultivate that presence and demand that God's presence be with us and be in the right place to enjoy the presence of God?
1: Um, It is to invite God into that space, into everything that I'm doing. Uh, Just last Sunday, I was preaching a sermon from John 3.16, primarily. Mm -hmm. For God so loved the world, God's focus is on people. If God focuses people, I am one of those people.
0: Amen. God loves
1: me. And he has done the ultimate by giving his son to go to the cross and die for me. And every Adam is included in this. It says, whosoever believes in him should not perish. And therefore, everyone is included. Everyone is invited. And it means when you invite God, then you can know that confidence that I'm talking about. When you walk with God, Moses is walking with God, and we have said there was a period he didn't walk with God, and he trusted himself, and we have seen the struggles. But when he realized, I can't make it without God, and now he's insisting, not even, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 God is not going to have uh, appoint somebody else. He, Even when you are a a delegate appointed by God, I don't want that. I want God himself. It is because he has realized, I am significant. That verse, John 3.16, is actually talking about our self-worth. It is telling us, you're so significant, but perhaps the devil has lied to you and you devalue yourself. So even when you go to pray, you pray from a place of intimidation but you should pray from a place of confidence. God, you love me. I am important. You focus on me. I am asking you now. Walk with me. Help me with this. And then be ready to do what God tells you to do. And don't be a copy. You are not forcing God where he doesn't want you to go. I I believe that every person that comes on the face of the earth, God has a purpose for him. And that purpose, God wants to sponsor it, wants to support it, wants it to succeed. And once you get that confidence and you ask God, what is your purpose in my life? And then you invite him, you should walk with your head high up, shoulder square, and uh, saying, God is walking with me and he will help me to succeed. There will be Opposition. The devil is here to oppose whatever God wants to do. But as you face those oppositions, you still say, by the way, God is on my side. Um, who are you? I will overcome. And I think that's where, I, for me, that's how I see it. And that's where I think Moses has arrived. He can say to the people, we are going to the promised land. We will we will actually get it. And that's why when he sends spies to go and see the land and they come back, at least two of them seem to have been persuaded by what Moses is saying. So he is saying those giants, we will deal with them and we will destroy them. Big as they are, God is on our side. That's the message by uh, by Joshua and Caleb. Uh, But the other people have not quite grasped that. Their confidence goes down or their faith I think the word we use in the Christian Christendom is faith. But that's what I'm saying, confidence.
0: Mm. Wow. I'm calling confidence. Amen. Yeah. Wow. Bishop, I don't know whether I should ask you this point, because you have described so clearly the life of a man. We are sometimes in the palace, yes. enjoying the good things, and life is good. We yes. are on the grid. Great... <laughs> Until you do something small, as you said, Moses kills a man, boom, and we get into wilderness where things are so hard. And completely. And until now, what you're telling us, we change the confidence. We now come back to this place where we begin to leave the purpose which you mentioned so clearly, Bishop. So would you kindly pray for this category of people? These are Moses who are enjoying life, everything is perfect in their palace. They are in the preliminaries. (laughs) But then you want to achieve your purpose and something goes wrong. Yes. And these are the people who are just quiet in the wilderness. Things are we don't know where to start. We don't know how to move forward. Yes, and 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 yet you knew you had a clear vision. Yes, but somehow, boom, something has gone. And there are also people in the wilderness.
1: Yes, having come out of Egypt, but they have not arrived where they are going. Yes, uh, in anthropology, mm. anthrop uh, what do you call it? Anthropology. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. We talk of being in a liminal place. Liminal. No. Ah. You are. You have mm. not entered. Mm-hmm. You have left where you are going. You have not arrived. You are in between. Mm-hmm. So there are people who are there in that liminal space. Mm. They are fighting, they are making progress, but that's a dangerous place because you can fall in the side, yes. you can go back. There are people who say, let me go back to Egypt. Mm. There are those who say, let's go on, we will make it. Okay. There are those who will rebel. There were those that will worship the calf, mm. although they have seen God mm. this far, but the challenges here. So we'll pray also for those. Do you those. want to speak
0: to them first before you pray, Bishop?
1: I think they have heard me. So you <laughs> Adams that are there, it is to say, stick to what you have always believed. The spirit of stickability needs to possess you so that you say, I am not going to give up. And you may be just about to cross the Jordan to get to the promised land. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we recognize that they are Adams, men, in this this, um, world that are listening to us. Some that are at the very beginning, we pray that you help them to uh, get to a place where they invite you, walk with you, and they don't have to make the mistakes others have, have made. They will not reinvent the wheel. They will not, dear Lord, follow the way that Moses had to go through. Lord, we pray that you help them to have you walk with them on a continuous basis. But we also pray for those that have made mistakes and they have lost direction and they feel they are wasted. They have come from high places, have uh, dropped to become like shepherds, although they started in uh, with great um, uh, potential and everybody was looking up to them and they were prophesying, prophesying, prophesying that great things would happen. But they, Made a mess of things by just going it alone. Lord, help them to know that it is possible to make amends and uh, turn to you. Lord, speak to them in their wilderness, just like you spoke to Moses while he was shepherding sheep. Lord, help him to, uh, him that is crying out right now to you, let him, dear Lord, turn to you. That Adam, let him hear your voice, even by what. We have discussed today and Lord turn to you. But also there are those that Lord have started the journey. They have been reformed, but they are facing challenges to get to the promised land. They are facing the storms. They have not reached the other side of the sea and they are wondering whether they will be destroyed. But your presence is there. Lord, you're with them, you're walking with them. Help them to know that you have not abandoned them, lest they return back to where they came from, from the land of slavery and oppression. Help them, dear Lord, to push and to have the spirit of uh, keeping on, keeping on. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, may they experience victory and get to the promised land. And when we get there, Lord, We will praise you, we will glorify you as we enter to the place of rest and to the place where, dear God, we are uh, at peace in our hearts, in our spirits. And we thank you for hearing our prayer. You know each one of us, by name and specifically, and our specific needs. Supply what is required according to your grace. Direct us to the right paths. And we ask in faith. In
0: Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Oh, Bishop, no, th- thank you, thank you for painting this beautiful picture of Moses and, and helping us understand. I know Satan Crisis Dance of Ministries is going through a series of in his presence, yes, which I think might help us, Bishop, then to understand how we can then cultivate and maintain that his presence because it's very clear from what you shared today, yes, that unless we really walk with God yes. with all the great plans we have, with all the milk and honey that is set before us. Yes, that we will fail. We don't want to miss it. <laughs> no, the honey, the milk. Yes. we want
1: to have it. Maybe we can encourage them to follow mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the the series that our presiding bishop is doing. Uh, he's using the book of John to talk about the presence of God or us living in the presence of God, and. Um, uh, it is on Hope uh, TV and also on radio, and it comes every Sunday. Mm. It's also on YouTube, uh, on Facebook, yes. and they can follow the bishop through the month of January. Mm. And through the year, we will be that is our theme mm. in, his in his presence. And I believe that there will be a great revival in our churches mm. and in our country, and we will transform society <laughs> as mean. we live in the presence of God because
0: we will do. What he requires us to do. Amen. Yes. No, I think. Thank you. I for for many people that has been, it's very it's powerful because in his presence is a defining factor. But I, something before I let you go, Bishop. Why is it then that men seem to want to go it alone? Most times, I know Adams who have very really nice strategic plans have very carved out resolutions Mm -hmm. and many men who are leading organizations right now they're also spending time Mm -hmm. to think through what can they do for the year how can they achieve the business how can they improve improve? but somehow we don't have a place or the consciousness to do what you've told us today
1: um it is because of tutorage Mm. how have we been brought up we have been told about strategic plans which are very important To fail to plan is to plan to fail. Yes. Uh, It is important for us to plan, but it is important to also invite God. Yes, God, this is what we are strategizing. How can we have you help us in this? I, I, I know of organizations, you know, even secular, that are now starting to invite God into their meetings through prayer, uh, I know of an institution that has 21 days of prayer and fasting, a secular institution uh, th- that is currently doing that hmm. and will go until the 29th uh, because of the organization. And they are praying for their workers. They are praying for their strategies. They are praying for their marketing. And, I, and it, is, it is one of those organizations that has really grown So once we also learn that we can involve God, there's also the the thinking, there's a dichotomizing of things. There is a a time through the Greeks' involvement that we separated spirituality or things sacred from things secular. But if you check uh, the original, you know, package that God gave us, everything was together. God was in everything, whether it was farming, whether it was issues of governance, God was there. In fact, it started more like, a, you know, it was theocracy mm. before we went to democracy. Mm. And maybe once we start learning that God needs to be involved in everything, in our marriages, in our relationships, in our uh, work,
0: then we will start seeing a difference taking place. Oh. So was Moses, in what you're describing now, like the president of a country? or? You see, Moses Cause... is the one that set up, as it were, the government of the people.
1: Yes. Remember, the, if you read the story, there is a call of Abraham yes. as an individual, and he's given a missiological mission mm-hmm. that he will impact the whole world. Now, he gets his son... Isaac, and through Isaac, there's Jacob, the 75 or 72 people that went to Egypt, they grow there as fragmented people. So Moses is the one that fa- for the first time that is bringing, organizing the society like a government, with laws. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we, there are many things that uh, he does. First he talks about cleaners, he talks about the purity of the nation, he talks about endogamous marriage because any the, in the institution of human beings is as strong as their marriages. Then he talks about their primary socialization, how they should be taught, how they should live together. And he talks about the honoring of God, God through the Sabbath. You know? And it's all incorporated in everything that they are doing. And from there, when they get to the promised land, God appoints leaders who are, you know, leading them. We get to the place. This is now history of the people. (laughs) Get to Samuel, who is a prophet and a priest. A prophet hears from God and speaks to the people on behalf of God. But he's also a priest. He speaks to God on behalf of the people. And Samuel is very good. But his sons are not as good. Actually, they are corrupt. And the people now say, no, 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 no. We don't want theocracy. We want (laughs) uh, to have a monarchy.
0: Ah.
1: And that's how Saul becomes the first king. And God, when he speaks to Samuel at that point, he tells him, it's not you they are rejecting, it's me. You know, Mm -hmm. it is theocracy that they are putting aside. And from there, it's downhill. Okay, it's up, down, Mm -hmm. up, down, but generally... (laughs) <laughs> the, 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 it is going down a way, whether the society in terms of moral, in terms of oppression and whatever. And God had warned them through Samuel. First uh, Samuel chapter 12, it talks about that, the things that will happen. And it's like it's a prophecy of what would happen to, mm-hmm. the, to the society. And uh, we need to reverse and get back to where God is also involved and success will come. Wow, and that distinction we talked about uh, uh, uh,
0: earlier—that
1: Moses was saying, that standing out so that the nations will
0: will watch and see, Mm. would come back to us. So this organization you're making is exactly you're mentioning is in the right track. I think so. (laughs) I think so. And I pray that it should also be in our personal lives as well. It it, it starts there. It starts there. It starts there. Because even the
1: organization is because of the. the The person the leader yes so once I am transformed wherever I go I become an agent of that transformation and I bring change but if I am not then when I become a leader anywhere I go by what is my value Mm -hmm. so it's important
0: yes it starts at an individual level family and uh, on and we going on forward yes you just painted that picture again bishop and i just realized how powerful a nation would be if everybody began to cult- cultivate the presence of god in their lives influence their surrounding and everybody is a father yes i think we'll be out of corruption out of like this, also the days of Awakening Bishop, where the policemen were idle.
1: <laughs> we, we would we would be saved so much. Well, mm. uh, think of it. Yes. Our houses would be cheaper to construct because we don't have to put all those barga roofs, yes. those perimeter walls. Yes. But uh, maybe not 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 yet. Not yet. Yeah. Not
0: yet. No, thank you, Bishop, for sharing. Security companies would go (laughs) broke without business. (laughs) And many others. Yes, yes. Thank Mm -hmm. you, Bishop. Any parting shot, Bishop, before we let you go?
1: Well, to wish people God's blessing in this year and to tell them make sure that God is at the center of your life and of your activities, and you will see great growth and prosperity in
0: 2023. God bless you for 2023. Amen. And let the Adams prosper. Amen. Yes. Amen. Mm. Thank you so much, Bishop. And thank you, Adam and Eve, for joining us today. That has been an amazing conversation, especially as we begin the year, 2023, as you lay out your plans, as you lay out your vision. Remember, you must be in his presence if you are to succeed. So continue to engage us on 20933 or 0717 Or just go to our YouTube uh, pages and, and drop in your comment. Or, or go to a Twitter, Adam, hashtag Adams Cave, and we'll be very, very happy to hear from you. Now it's time to leave the cave and join us again next week, Friday, for another very, very exciting conversation. We look forward to being with you again, the only station where we say you can look and live and where you can listen and live. I've been your host, Casey Jacky looking forward to see you again. Have a great week.